Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jillian Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Hey, check it out. It's Killer Cam Camera. Are you watching Jalen and Jacoby? I'm David Jacoby. He is Jalen Rose. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we, we do? They big play slay of the undefeated Eagles joins us in just minutes. But Jalen Rose, we have to start the show with Victor Wambanyama. Last night, he and his team faced off against the G League Ignite team featuring Scoot Henderson and watching this man play basketball for a full basketball game on ESPN2 was like nothing I've ever seen before. Look at this seven foot three or four man take threes off a curl and then on transition threes, blocking shots, mid-range, post-ups, Jalen. I, I, I think this is the best prospect I've ever seen since LeBron James. I got I gotta tell you a secret, Jacoby. I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> so let me get this right. You're gonna, you're gonna be seven foot four. Yeah. And score 37. Uh-huh. But usually that guy isn't making seven threes. Seven for 11. Seven for 11. And, and if he is going to make seven threes, he isn't going to have five blocks. And it ain't going to be step back threes, off the drip, off the curl threes, transition threes. These are not just catching through, shoot, I'm wide open, kick out threes. It's crazy. And, and, and also, Jacoby, I, I, I'm so in love because like this game means so much to me. It's done so much for my life. And it's taken me places I never would have gone, exposed me to people that I never would have been exposed to. In so many different stages of my life, I saw what was something I'd never seen before. So Magic Johnson as a 6'9 point guard, I was like, oh my God, I'd never seen that before. It's incredible. And we saw clearly what my childhood idol went on to accomplish. And then you have a prospect like a, a Michael Jordan who's playing basketball with his tongue out, making big time plays at Carolina, winning a championship, and then coming into the league, you know, being a game-changing player. And then the sheer force of somebody like a Shaquille O'Neal, right? And playing yep. against him and, 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 and the brute strength and power that he has was like a modern day Wilt because I didn't get a chance to physically see Wilt. And you mentioned LeBron and we could go on and on. I ain't never seen nothing like this. It's wild. wild. I ain't never seen nothing. I was there when Giannis got drafted. I was there when KD got drafted. We wasn't saying this. Uh-uh. We wasn't saying this. And the thing I like about his game at his height, fluid. Usually yeah. a seven-foot player is a little clumpy. 
you know, a little uncomfortable. You know, you got big feet, you got long arms. That's a lot of limbs, you know, to carry around as a human being. But for him to be as agile, great footwork, ball handling, catch and shoot, pick and roll, pick and flare, like, it's incredible. Block shots in the paint, block shots on the perimeter. We've never seen a prospect like this. And for those who watched ESPN2 last night, you now know why teams in the NBA have already forfeit this season. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, gonna be a, it's a race to the bottom for Victor Wimanyama. An absolute race to the bottom. There's gonna be the tanking is going to be ridiculous. There's a handful of teams right now that watched ESPN2 last night and they were just like, I. I, we shouldn't win a game. We should. We shouldn't. Even, we should just forfeit every game. We should just tell the league we're, we're we're forfeiting the season just so we can have a better chances at having him in our uniform. But Jalen, it was all about Victor Wembanyama. You mentioned his blocks, and a couple of his blocks were on Scoot Henderson, looked to be the number two prospect next year's draft. But if you watch a game, the first half was about Scoot, not Victor. Victor got most of his work done in the second half. Scoot Henderson lived up to his name and that name being Scoot. He was fast, he would go to the basket, he scored over Victor Wembanyama a couple times at the rim. I thought that he looked really good, he was just overshadowed by someone who literally will cast a shadow over him because he is so big. Powerful, great court sense, willing to make those around him better, playing defense in the half court off the dribble, reverse layups, Getting steals, getting out in transition, four dunks, making jump shots. The, the, the sky's the limit for School Henderson as well. And that's what I appreciate about us having this platform to do this show because Victor's going to be the headline. And most people pay attention to the headline, and rightfully so, a prospect we've never seen. But to me, Scoot is the story. Yeah. He the story because – when you're able to perform like that in a, uh, in a in a league where ball handling and the ability to get from point A to point B is so very, uh, uh, it, it unlocks the floor for not only you and your teammates, the sky's the limit for a potential, the sky's the limit for a prospect like this. And you're right, teams are and should be taken for Victor, but consider Scoot. The number two prospect for yes, a reason. Yes, and you'd be very happy with that consolation prize. And while Victor Wimbanyama had 37.7 for 11 from three and was the story, he was just the headline, he's everything. However, he had zero assists. My man Scoot had nine assists, making his teammates better. Two great prospects on display last night. And guess what? We get it again tomorrow night. I can't wait for that. It's absolute appointment viewing. Wimbanyama will be the number one pick. But we had the return of a former number one pick, a former unique unicorn-like prospect. And of course, I'm talking about the Pelican Zion Williamson. Now, he only played 15 minutes. He did look good while he played. But remember the Pelicans in the playoffs last year? Do you remember yep. them taking the Suns to a game seven? If they add Zion, what does that say about their standing in the packed top of the Western Conference? Shout to Rakim. I came through the door. I said it before. If you're a die-easy fan like my brother David Jacoby and you're looking for an NBA stock team to invest in, I've been telling you guys for the last year, it's in New Orleans. Just think about what they've done. They have four guys that have averaged at least 18 to 20 points in this league. 
and I'm including Valanchunas, who gets buckets. Yeah, he does. As a center. And he makes threes, Jacoby. And when people discuss their team, he won't even get mentioned. You know why? Because they got Brandon Ingram, who's an all-star and an improved ball handler and an improved playmaker and was flirting with triple-doubles. I remember I talked to B.I. last year, and I was like, passing game is crazy. You stepped up your floor game. He like, I'm about to get a triple-double tonight. And he had a couple of triple-doubles at the end of last season. C.J. McCollum, seasoned veteran, 25-point score. Resign him, master the mid-range, shooting more threes, making more threes, providing leadership and a calming influence. And then you got the man-child, Zion, the prospect that nobody's seen somebody his height, 6'7", 6'8", his weight, 270, explode the way he does, yep. like he shot out of a cannon at the hoop. And let me tell you something we do on this show every day. We highlight the players that acknowledge that they're in the best shape of their lives. And you know why it's important to David and J- J- uh, David, uh, you know why that's important to Jalen and Jacoby? Why is that? We've never been in the best shape of our life. No, no still coming. At any I'm still, point, still coming. Going to the gym today. At any point. <laughs> and so now when I see great players like Luca lead his team to the Western Conference Finals and be like, you know what, I'm about to get in shape and win MVP on these boys. When I mm-hmm. see Zion sitting at a press conference, this is Zion. I know I'm in good condition. He's never said that into a microphone since he's been in the league. That's going to be scary for the rest of the league. Great for their head coach, Willie Green, who does a terrific job nurturing young players. And big shout to my guy, Herb Jones. I'm so excited about this season. And one thing that we all want to see happen this season is one of the greatest record, if not the greatest individual record in the history of the National Basketball Association, the scoring title, the career scoring title held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. LeBron James is about 1,300 away. If he does it this season, it'll probably be in the second half of the season. It's one of the most exciting things to have happen. And Jalen, I want to put this on wax. This will not happen on the road. They're going to engineer this. So this happens in Los Angeles. Remember I said that he could be two points away at the start of a seven grade road trip and he will not take a shot or step (laughs) on on the court for those seven games. This is going to happen in LA. It's going to be one of the most exciting things. What is the significance of this award to you? This has true significance in multiple facets because he's also going to be amongst the league leaders in assists too, which is extremely incredible. For LeBron James, if you looked at his game like a stock from the beginning and you wanted to pick pieces out of his game that you felt like were the best, his shooting and scoring weren't one and two. No. It was his core vision. It was his athleticism. It was his power. It was the it was his uh, leadership, and he made himself into a score by improving his game, improving his handle, and improving his jump shot. This also acknowledges how him taking care of his body and being one of the most disciplined players to ever play in the league. We saw this guy as a teenager, squeaky clean, on and off the floor. All he does is work to get better in the gym. And now when you're staying healthy for 20 years, your longevity 
can put you in position to eclipse a record like this. So very incredible that you can go to bed one night and say nobody that has played in the NBA score more points than me. That is such an incredible accomplishment. We can talk about average and we can talk about greatest, but this is about his longevity, his durability, and his iconic status. This is gonna be great for the league. So I love this moment. I can't wait for it to happen. I'm sure Kareem is going to be there, but LeBron was asked about his relationship with Kareem and just, just watch this exchange. LeBron, would you have any chance to get the all-time scoring record this year? Do you have any thoughts on Kareem? And also, if you have a relationship with him? No. No thoughts. And no relationship. So remember, Kareem has been critical of LeBron James and LeBron James tweets about COVID and his support of Kyrie Irving. And, you know, uh, Kareem does not, uh, does not hold back about his opinions about these things. Now, do you think that him saying they don't have a relationship, do you think that is frosted over things between the captain and the king? I hate this. And like I told you yesterday, when we talked about what Kareem said about Kyrie, I felt the exact same way. And I hadn't seen that soundbite of LeBron literally until right now. And so for me, who stands on the shoulders of giants just like LeBron does, you see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar over my shoulder every single day. That man is regal, royalty, and is allowed to have an opinion. Now, the one thing about it when you become an OG, in his case, a quadruple OG, so many stripes that probably only the late great Bill Russell can even, you know, uh, eclipse. I don't like this for none of the parties involved. I literally was thinking, who in my phone can I call to try to be a mediator for this? I'm like, yeah. Maybe I should call Magic. I literally, I, I literally was sitting here thinking that because this ain't good. No. This ain't good, okay? And, and, and the reason why, you know the basketball reasons. You know the great player respect reasons. You know the NBA brethren reasons. But let me tell you a reason that a lot of people ain't going to say out loud. I don't like to see two successful black people who've accomplished so very much or any people of any race in particular that have accomplished so very much that have no thoughts and no relationship when the other person's name is brought up. I wanna see people saluted and celebrated and appreciated even if you don't have a relationship. I hope this scenario gets mediated because I love LeBron, I idolize Kareem, and I just want to make sure that everybody is in accord. Next up on Jalen and Jacoby, just seconds away, big play Slay. Darius Slay of the Undefeated Eagles joins us in just a second. You don't want to miss that. This is the Philadelphia Eagles Football Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. 
You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. What do we do every day we have a show? Acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner is still wrongfully detained in Russia. Now 230 days, we wish her a safe, speedy return to the United States. Big shout to Darius Slay for coming through. You can listen to the full Darius Slay interview on our podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN2 at 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Later on in the podcast, we have our full, unedited interview with Big Play Slay. But right now, there's a couple things I want to discuss with you, Mr. Rose. Number one. There's reports. Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady are getting divorce lawyers. I feel terrible for both of them. I feel terrible for their kids. Nobody wins in this except for the divorce lawyers. Those divorce lawyers are going to be so rich. But Mr. Rose, my question for you is this. Two sides. Being a professional athlete in a high-profile marriage, right? How does the lifestyle of a professional athlete potentially negatively impact a a co-parenting marriage? It affects all the relationships you have in your life, Jacoby, because when you get down on your knees at night and you pray for your goals to happen and you're able to achieve something so very astronomical, astronomical like making it to the NBA or making it to the NFL, and then it happens. While there's so many other things in life that should be more important, I'll name some of them. The time you spend with your family and kids. Yeah. That's the sacrifice for the lifestyle. You say high profile, this is what makes it different. She's also a breadwinner in her own right. So that's what makes their situation unique. A lot of times in that dynamic, the athlete is the breadwinner. And then there becomes, um, there becomes basically an acknowledgement by the couple that usually it's best if he's gonna be gone at least 50% of the time at practices, on the road, in the gym. I take that back. Okay. He's going to be gone 75 or 80% of the time. During the season, for sure. LeBron James is gone from his house 75 or 80% of the time during the basketball season. So his wife, Savannah, 
I don't have to tell you, your lovely wife, you talk about her doing it every day. Clearly is the rock for what happens day to day at the house. The athlete parachutes in from Portland and from Utah and from practice and from scoring 40 points. She at home putting the kids to bed some of those nights because they got school the next day. Making sure mm. they get dinner, making sure they doing their homework. Physically parenting. And what ends up happening, the athlete does the best that they can. It's a juggle. And again, you're making this sacrifice so your kids can go to a better school, live in a better neighborhood, and so your wife can as well. This is a sacrifice not only for right now, but for generations. And so what ends up happening is the lifespan of an athlete usually is three or four years. If you're really lucky, seven or eight years. If you're anointed, you play over 10. Now, if you're LeBron James and you're Tom Brady and you playing over 20 years, that means you could have had a kid that's grown now yep. and their entire life, you've been gone 75% of the time. That's the math. And so, who does that now fall on? Your significant other. Because the life cycles of kids change. How old are, how old are your kids currently? Nine and two about to turn seven. Correct. And so mine are 22 and 16. So imagine if I would have played 20 plus years. That means that's Mariah's entire life. So the years I've been able to re-nurture my relationship with her as a single dad that lives out of town that also isn't with their mom. So from 2008 to 2022, I've tried to do the best job I could to rebuild all of the years I wasn't there, all of the time that I missed, all of the appointments that I missed, the games that I missed, the good days, the bad days, the cry days. And this now becomes an agreement between two human beings that you go out and play football, you go out and be a doctor, a lawyer, an attorney to do whatever you're doing. And Giselle says, I'm even gonna put my mega career on hold in order for this to happen. But this is what I need from you, TB12. At some point, I'm gonna stand there, salute you. I want to have all of the confetti fall on my face, on my toes. I wanna live this. This is a beautiful thing. But you promised me something. You promised me this is gonna be your final year. And also, football is a dangerous game. And let me yeah. just say the quiet thing out loud. I don't think the Bucks winning it this year. No. They don't look they don't look like Super Bowl champions to me. And so for him, that's the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and I'm going to seven on purpose. Reason to play. Right? That's his soul. Like you hear you hear players say and guys that ain't never even been to the conference finals or the NBA finals 
or to the Super Bowl like, I only play for the Super Bowl. Not true. Tom Brady? That's, that's true. A, that's a good point. You play for your next contract. You play for you play for <laughs> the true. money. You play you play for you know certain goals you want to meet. You know, yeah. There's a lot of other reasons to play professional sports. If you if, you know if, if, if you ask DeAndre Jordan why he's playing right now, he's not saying for a championship. Well, maybe Boom. Yeah. bad example. <laughs> well, it, 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 but he will say that that, that that you're making the point, and so we don't know. By the way. If him playing football is the major catalyst to their discord, yeah, we, have no we don't idea. know that. No idea. We don't know that. I want to make no sure idea. I say that out Everyone's loud. distilled it down to that. Oh, he Correct. played football, so they're getting divorced. Like, something tells me that it's not that simple. You know what I mean? If someone's been in a 20-year relationship himself, it's not that simple. Oh, he played, he decided to play football, so now we're getting divorced. Hey, you no, know what, no, you know what it's I, not you, that you reductive. Know, you, you, you know what I see is irres- that, like, like, that's irresponsible. Yeah. That's that's irresponsible for the media. And, and you know, I, I ain't going to speak on it, but I dealt with this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I dealt with the rumors afterwards. We all dealt with the rumors afterwards. We all saw who and what was trending and why. And so at some point, I have to just be like, that's irresponsible and false. That's not true. Jacoby just said the salient point. You're not in a relationship with somebody for 20 years and you break up over something that you do that you love. You can't it's be on 100. You can't be together on 100. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, someone goes back to their job for another year, and then now we're at zero, and we need to hire lawyers. It is not Correct. that simple. It's but, not uh, that simple. And it is also, you know, I can imagine that the sort of discord at home can can bleed into your professional life as your, the way your professional life can bleed into your personal life. It's all sort of one and one thing I don't want to see happen when you talk about irresponsible sports media is every time he throws two picks in a game and they lose, they're going to talk about how he's distracted up. by his, Yeah, yep. exactly. Like, sometimes Tom Brady was throwing picks before Giselle. You know what I mean? So sometimes Tom Brady's going to throw some picks and lose some his games. So up. let's let's not start being like, it's irresponsible to say football's the reason they're getting divorced. And it's irresponsible to say the divorce is the reason he's not winning football games. Preach. You know what I mean? Like, the world is just more nuanced than that. Like, it's just Preach. not that simple. That's very reductive. Preach. Jalen, can I try to try out a nickname on you? Absolutely, my brother. So in the history of hip hop, there's been a lot of sort of like uh, white dudes that are associated with the, like the name Milk, right? Yep. Luka Doncic wins the MVP. Can I call him Goat Milk? <laughs> I wanted to, dog. I, 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 you notice I didn't comment at first? Because I ain't gonna lie. In my mind, it's almost like when your kids ask you for something, I was like, I'm gonna say yes regardless. I was like, I wanna say yeah. yes. Whatever he says, I'm gonna say yes. I love you so much. And then you said it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can't call him Gold Milk. Okay, it's fine. I just thought of that earlier today. I wanted to try it out. This is a safe space. There's no bad ideas in a brainstorm. No bad ideas in a brainstorm. Call 985-80-Jalen. Let us know. Do y'all like the new name Goat Milk for Luca? 
And you call 95-80-Jalen. You can chime in on goat milk. Of course, every Friday we do all voicemails. Today we got time for one voicemail before the Darius Slay interview. Let's listen to that. First and foremost, yep, medicinal. <laughs> hey, man, it's your boy Marley Simmons from San Diego, California. Shout out Rez the Ledge, Uncle Jalen, Uncle Jacoby. Sophomore from Boston Move. I have a two-part question. First and foremost, I, I agree with you guys about leaving tips. And I don't know if you guys can tell, I look a lot like Mr. Jalen. But um, I had a terrible, terrible waiter, waitress, either or. And um, I just feel like I didn't want to leave the biggest tip. So my question is, do you guys still leave a big tip or a good tip for terrible waitress? And, and second part of that question is, sophomore boss move. The waitress we had, she was ending her shift. She was terrible for us, terrible. And towards the end of the shift, someone else came in and, you know, filled in, gave us all that, like, few items and whatever. And I was going to leave the tip, and I called the waiter over to the side, the one that, our new waiter, and I wanted to make sure that our tip was personally going to her. And and she told me it was, so I left her bigger tip. Software Boston, gentlemen. Hey, man, keep pe- giving the people what they want. Yep, medicinal again. <laughs> big shout-out, big shout-out to my, I think the name is Marley Simmons. I love that he gave his first and second name. I can probably find him on Instagram right now. A um, couple things. I had an experience last night that directly correlates to his. Mm. Sometimes my wife is like, we're going out on Tuesday. I'm like, who are we going out with? Such and such, such and such. Such and such is in town, and we have to go out. We have to go. I'm like, all right. And I was planning on watching Victor Wimbanyama, but sure, we'll go out. <laughs> then... We go to a really, really nice sushi restaurant, right? And and me and my wife are not drinking. We're cleansing for, you know, a couple weeks. And the bill was crazy, but the service at a really nice place, the service was just like off. This lady was just didn't know her, her stuff, didn't know what she was talking about. It was off, but it's a really nice place. So to answer his question, if I get bad service, you're not getting the 40%, the 30%. If I get legitimately bad service, I'll tip you between 20 and 25%. That's 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 to answer his question there. Your thoughts, Mr. Rose. We're not rewarding bad behavior. I like Jacoby's compromise. I support it because y'all use one word, bad. Bad. And not mediocre, aggressively right. bad service Correct. at a really nice place. You can, if I'm at a hood spot, be as mean to me as you want. You know what I mean? That's, that's fine. Correct. But if I'm in a really nice place that's that's like like you know upscale. No. For bad service, you give a normal tip. That's what you do. You give yes. 20, you get 25%. And in your mind, they don't realize what they just missed out on. So, the, the, so here's the B side to that. When you get great service, that means you got to double that. Of course. I agree. Right? So, Jalen, I want to get to the second part of, of the question here because this is important. This is advanced. Advanced service industry stuff. The shift change. You always got to be aware of the shift change because the server or bartender that's letting you know their shift is ending, that is a cue to you to settle up. And if you eat, it's kind of like trying to tip the manager, like they'll say no at first. If you're like, oh, let me close out then, or do you guys pull tips? They'll be like, oh, don't worry about it. Like they don't want to be like, yeah, close out. They're not gonna be aggressive about getting their tip. You have to be aggressive about giving them the tip. 
and sometimes they'll just be like, oh, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? But you should worry about it. Because if you don't close out, that money goes to the next person. So you can sit at a bar stool for 45 minutes and then the shift changed, then you sit for another 15, and the person that served you that one drink in 15 minutes gets the tip for the whole entire experience. Unfair, during shift change, make sure you close out. Even if they tell you it does not matter, you could be being lied to, they could be being nice, make sure you close out a shift change every time. And also, l let, me, let, me, let me drill down a little bit more on the, 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 the ramifications of tipping. I look at tipping like tithing. It's biblical. And many times you're not only quote unquote blessing somebody else in a way that they don't normally get it based on the other customers that they're dealing with. But it's a different way to say thank you and I appreciate you for all mm -hmm. of the other people who don't do it that they encounter. It's a good faith gesture. And when you guys talk about having bad service, and I'm gonna ask you, let you answer this question, that's why you frequent places. That, that's yep. exactly why you frequent places. Joey and Jacoby walk in, they've been here before, we know they're gonna tip us, we're gonna give them a big table, we're gonna allow them to bypass the line, yes, we're gonna make yes, sure they get their yes. drinks first, we're gonna make sure they get everything they ordered, we're gonna make sure they're happy. Jalen, I have an important update. Remember when me and that bartender had a misunderstanding where I made the joke about if it goes through and then it didn't go through and then I thought she was joking and then she called me outside of my name and then I got upset and we went back and forth? I had to go in and say something last Friday. I had to go in. Good I walk job. into the spot. I walk into the spot. She's not behind the bar. And I'm like, oh no. Like, I missed my opportunity. This is this now's the time. But then I see her in front of the bar with a drink in her hand. And I said, oh, now is my Perfect. time. Perfect. Perfect. So I walk over, I'm stone sober, you know what I mean? Gotta, this is important, you know what I mean? This is supposed to be my spot. I walk over to her and I say to her, listen, and again, I do not mean this apology. This is empty apology. I do not feel that I should apologize. I don't feel this is a justified apology. I don't mean the words that are coming out of my mouth. I'm just trying to lubricate the situation. So I say to her, and I could tell she was in her cups a little bit, I was like, I just want to apologize for last night. It was a misunderstanding. From my perspective, this was happening. From your perspective. And the first thing she does is act like she forgot, right? She's like, oh, <laughs> like, she's like, oh, it was a, she was like, oh, it was, a, it was a long shift. It was a long shift. Oh, oh, yeah. And I was like, girl, you know exactly what I'm referencing. Like, I don't know why you're trying to pretend this that you, you don't didn't remember. Call that many customers yeah, out of their name today. Exactly. Family. I was like, then she says, oh, yeah. And then guess what? Exactly what you think happened, happened. Next thing you know, we're hugging. She's like, oh, you're the best. It's so sweet of you. I was like, I've been thinking about this all day. And the next thing you know, we're best friends. She's buying me drinks and we're hanging out. And, and it got to the point where I had to leave the conversation because I was like, I've been talking to you too long. Like, I, like, I, like we're on minute 11 right now. You know what I mean? Like 10 minutes is my limit right here. So, so we got to go. So just to put a button on that story, I, I worked that out, Jay. I'm back. I'm Thank back. You, I worked that out. I worked Thank that out. Thank you for out. sharing that with the audience. I'm pretty <sighs> sure, like you said, it felt good for you. 
But don't ignore what Jacoby said, and that's a dope um, crew neck you got on that says New York. I love cursing. Thank you, sir. Is he didn't mean it. No, I didn't mean that. So, the, and that's a Dog, different I, way to I walked up with my hat in my hands. Like, I should have got down on one knee, on both knees, and kissed her foot before I apologized. That was the vibes coming off of my energy. <laughs> and on the inside, on the inside, I'm like, I don't care. You're the one who called me out my name. I'm the customer. Like, and I didn't, I just, you, I, I misunderstood your joke. You know what I mean? And I gave you a huge tip. This should not be an apology moment. But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Be the bigger and person. And also, Michelle Obama. You ready for this? Yeah. Take that same energy to tipping. If you're listening to our voice, you're not necessarily tipping because they're the greatest at what they've done. No. You're tipping like tithing. You're literally planting a seed with a human being that you might not even mean it. Like he didn't mean the apology. You're not saying because I tipped you, you're the greatest um, service individual of all time. That That's not what that says. No. It just is a tip. So like his apology, you can also tip for selfish reasons. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. I don't care about other people. I'm tipping so you take care of me. Here is the full Darius Big Play Slay interview. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby coming to you live from the seaport and brought to you by Chase Jalen Rose, who is joining us on the program right now. He went to college at Mississippi State, but right now he's one of the best players in the entire NFL. He's been a pro bowler. He's been an all pro. He's 94 rated right now on John Madden and balling for the undefeated. Philadelphia Eagles. It's my guy, Darius Big Play Slay, joining Jalen and Jacoby. What up, though, family? What's good, my guy? How you been? Thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you taking the time. You had to leave the game against the Jaguars early, a little forearm problem. Do we expect to see you on the field against the Cardinals? We want to see you play, Slay. Oh, man, uh, ain't too many games I'm missing, but uh, I for sure be all right. Absolutely. And what is it like in Philly right now versus when the season started? On paper, a lot of people felt like you guys had what it took to not only be one of the best teams in the NFC, but a legit Super Bowl contender. Now being the only undefeated team, what are your team goals going forward? 
uh, just to continue to keep uh, playing ball, man. Every week we go into the week as 0 and 0. You know, and, uh, we're just trying to be 1 0 each and every week. So our goal is not really just to be focused on being undefeated. We're just trying to go 1 0 each and every week. And, uh, you know, we're not just riding the wave. You know, we're just playing ball, doing our assignment, and uh, executing our job at a high level. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So we ain't trying to get too far ahead of us, ourselves, but we're just trying to be 1 0 each week. Well, you are 0-0 this week, and you head to play against the Cardinals. And you don't just play the receiver in front of you, you also play the quarterback. What is your approach about the di- how you're going to face the dynamic quarterback of Kyler Murray? Uh, you know, he's a great guy, man. Great player, man. Make explosive plays down the field. Really good at extending plays. So, uh, you know, you know, our rush got to get there. Uh, got to confuse him, you know, because he's a talented guy. So it's going to take the whole team and the team effort to, uh, to beat this team. Absolutely. And so I have to ask you, like, there are certain quarterbacks to me that embody, like, just being football players, like Josh mm-hmm. Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts falls into that category as well. What is it like to watch him ascend this season? Man, it's a great feeling, man. Uh, we knew it was going to happen. You know, uh, this team believed in him. Uh, the staff did as well. The front office, everybody did because uh, – just the stuff, how he come into work, how he prepare himself, uh, being a great leader. Uh, he beating all the adversity, man. Uh, you know, coming from Alabama, taking getting his spot, taking Alabama, went to uh, Oklahoma, went to go play there, up for the Heisman, and um, all kind of stuff, man. So uh, he been through a lot, man, and he all he do is just put it on his shoulders and, and still go out there and execute on that high level. Uh, I want nothing but best for the man because the man uh, well deserve it. Uh, hard-working guy, man. Uh, but, yeah, he a dog for sure, man. He go out there and go get it. One of my favorite memories in the history of the Eagles franchise is the locker room after the Super Bowl playing Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares and singing along to it. And I was looking at my, my timeline, and I saw this Eagles team after beating the Jaguars in the locker room playing Dreams and Nightmares once again. Can you tell us about the association Uh-oh. between the Eagles and that track and that track in the city of Philadelphia? Uh, I think it really was a big thing for, like, you know, a Doug moment, too, as well, because he was here with the team. So uh, it just brought back memories, you know, because Doug's a very uh, very special person to this city, man, bringing them in their first championship. And uh, I think that's only right for, for them to play that song after beating Doug, you know, and going 4-0. Because they, they was a great team, uh, you know, one of the best offense we played so far. And um, to come in there and get the uh, win on in that kind of condition is a special moment for these guys. You know, a lot of guys being here with the championship. So, you know, Kelsey – you know, Lane, them guys like, you know, so it brought back a little good memory lane for the boys. Well, we're going to stand up for Philly, and I appreciate the time you put in with my Lions, and I got love in Philly. I've been on Broad Street with the bully, and like I told you, <laughs> this is the Eagles' home field, okay? Your coach got love for him, your quarterback, and I got to ask you also about one of your fellow defenders, my guy who be out there bossing up. Talk to me That's about your boy. defense and my guy, 13-year vet, Brandon Graham. Man, uh, BG is the heart and soul of this team, man. Uh, you can't look for nothing better than a guy in him, man. Uh, hard worker, year 13, man. Seeing how he playing, come off the Achilles, man, it just amazed me, man. Uh, he a true pro, true professional, man. Watch him every day. Uh, I don't know how you don't want to know, learn from the guy, man. That played 13 years and uh, still dominating the game and still playing at a high level. Uh, he done achieved everything. He's been a Pro Bowl player, Super Bowl player. Uh, 
you know, and he still go hard. So uh, a guy like that, Major, got to love, got to respect him, man. It's nothing I won't do for BG. Every time I see him out there, he give me the confidence to make sure I'm going to do my job at a high level. And I know for a fact he always got my back. So that's my dude right there for sure. You know, with me being in Detroit, we used to work out together too. So uh, that's my dude for sure, man. He's the only reason I came over here too. Dope. Dope. So, you know, I know that corners are always competitive with receivers. But I also believe mm-hmm. that corners are also competitive with other corners. And you're in that conversation with, like, the Ramseys and Sertans. Do you believe that you are the best corner in the league right now? Uh, I don't ever complain about me being the best corner, man. I just want to be the best player for my team because uh, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Uh, you know, everybody got their uh, style of who they like the most. Somebody like might like cover two corners. Somebody like man corners. Somebody might like this type of corner. But, you know, uh, I just say out of five corners in this league, it's not five people that's better than me. And, you know, so uh, I've been doing this at a high level for a long time. And uh, I'm not really worried about who am I the best. I just go out there and try to be the best on Sunday. Well, how about this? When I'm watching the game, it looks like you guys have the best defense in the league. So please give some love to your fellow defenders and acknowledge where you think you guys stack up amongst the top defenses so far in the NFL. Uh, we stack up very highly, man. Uh, like, we, we're very talented on each level. Uh, it just bring me back to my times when I was in Detroit, man, in 2014 with the defense we had there. Uh, we got a great, they had a great D-line. We got a great D-line here. We got a great secondary, great linebackers that can run and hit. So we got all the tools, man. All we got to do is keep executing our job at a high level. And, uh, and keep playing for each other, man. That's one thing I can say about this defense, man. There's nobody selfish on this defense. Everybody want everybody to win. And that's kind of hard to find out when it's a production business, you know. So when it's a production business, as in when it comes to money and this and all that kind of stuff. But guys put that all aside and just keep playing for each other. Uh, sky's the limit for our defense. So we're going to continue to keep going out there and executing our job mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and try to just do what we can to do. I want to take I want to take a little walk back in memory lane this summer when it was hot out and you're in training camp and you had to line up across one of the new faces for the Eagles, AJ Brown. How, mm-hmm. how what is the difference between AJ Brown with his physicality and his size than other receivers? Uh, that's just his size, man. His size and his ability to, uh, to stretch the field. Uh, you know, a guy that's real sneaky fast. You know, uh, you know, watching film back when I was uh, when we first traded for him. I watched his tape, and I'm like, man, AJ don't never get ran down. And, you know, for him to be that swole of a guy, he has some lot of, like, you know, big runs, as in, like, 40 yards, touchdown, 50 yards, 60 yards, whatever it need to be. Uh, so uh, going against him, man, I finally got to understand, like, what kind of player he is. He a dog, got a dog mentality. Uh, he's trying to beat the guy in front of him each and every day. And uh, we got each other better this offseason, man, and during camp. So uh, he helped me become who I am today, and I have, I'm i trying to help him become even better than what he is today. So, uh, man, yeah, he a dog, though. And that's Swole Batman. You know, nobody, he, he, he out there going crazy. <laughs> Swole Batman. I love that term. Swole Batman. I love that. Him and Devontae Smith be out there balling for sure. Speaking of balling, I got to ask you, I saw the legend, the OG Michael Irvin yesterday, and he kind of dismissed when the Eagles were brought up, acknowledging that it's been a long-time rivalry. Now that you play for the Eagles, how does that cowboy um, rivalry impact your locker room? Man, it's, uh, it's crazy. When the first time I got here, I didn't know how serious it was, but it's very, very serious. It's like it's uh, I think it's like real, real beef. <laughs> well, but 
every week, man, it's uh, it, they get after it, man. You know, it's like it's Dallas week, Dallas week, and um, I think the fans be looking forward to that week than any other week in uh in the league, you know. But uh, it's only two games out of the year, but them the two games that they need, we need to win for sure. So, cause uh, they're not gonna never let that down. One thing about Philly fans, they don't forget nothing, and um, uh, and they're gonna let you hear it. I'm glad you brought up Philly fans because I had the honor of going to a Monday Night Football game in Philly, and the the crowd brings a sort of unique energy. And, you you know, you've played in pretty much every stadium in the league at this point in your veteran career. What is unique about the environment that the Philly fans bring to the the game? Uh, Man, it's a lot, you know. uh... I'm talking about every every play made, they go they go celebrate, but every play you don't do well, they go boo you. So uh, I, at one point in time, they was telling uh telling the team what to run. They wanted to run the ball real bad. At one point in time, it was, the whole stand was yelling, "Run the ball, run the ball!" I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> they call plays. Like, yeah, they call the plays. So, I'm like, "Yeah, this is a whole nother level out here." You know, uh, this is not not been a, a part of before, but. Uh, they serious about business, and uh, and and I understand why they 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 hold us to a high standard. We hold ourselves to a high standard, so uh, it's nothing like nothing better than having you know fans that hold you to a high standard as well as yourself. So uh, we try to do our best, you know, to help these fans be supportive, and uh, we try to you know be at a high level. You're a dynamic player. You 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 scoop and score. You cover. You get interceptions. Like, you're one of the best players in the game, and you guys brought up dreams and nightmares earlier. I got to ask you a fun question. What music uh-huh. you listening to these days? What's getting you hyped before the game? I, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a slow jam guy. So I listen to slow jams all in the 90s R&B until I walk onto the field. And then as soon as I step onto that field, I got to turn that boy right away. Man, that's my dude right now. Mm. <laughs> boy, he been my dude since he been out, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't be needing all that, uh, you know, that rah rah and all kind of mess. I need some really some, some, some pain music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love no, the no. transition, but I want to go back to the chill '90s R&B, Darius Slay. Like, what are we listening? to? Like SWV, Total, Genuine, oh, like Jodeci. Yeah. Like, what are we listening to? Genuine, Jack and Edge, uh, uh, Sam Salter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. We going, we going, we going, we going all the way back. You know, I got the old Mary, got the old Monica. You know, I don't even play. I got a whole good playlist. Ooh, <laughs> I love this. Ooh, mm-hmm. all yeah. of the classics. Well, like I said, I appreciate you. We appreciate you taking the time. Like I mentioned, this is the Eagles' home field. So many other teams, in particular, one with the star, have people always giving and big up in them. I just want you to know it's E-A-G-L-E-S for Jalen and Jacoby. After any victory, feel free, 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 feel free to come back and join us, please. I appreciate y'all, man. Just let me know. I'm willing to join at any time. Thank you so much. Thank Good you, luck fam. the Cardinals. We will be I back with y'all. more on Jalen and Jacoby. Big shout out to Darius Slay and the undefeated Eagles. Jalen Rose, you are claiming the Eagles. You're just you're just putting your flag down on the Eagles this year. Absolutely, because I started to pay attention. I'm like, they got a namesake at quarterback that's been on the show. I'm on a text with their coach congratulating him for being undefeated. 
Brandon Graham, Detroit native out there bossing up after he gets sacks. And Big Play Slate played for the Lions and he joined the show. So, so many times when people talk about that division, they highlight the squad with the star. Here at J&J, we're going to highlight the Philadelphia Eagles and give them their love. Because I saw my OG Michael Irvin on first take, and they asked him about Philly. He was like, (coughs) he just just dismissed them, the three-time champion, the Hall of Famer. So he let me know that that's real. There's some real bad blood between those two franchises. And Darius Slay literally said it's real beef. That's the term he used. Real Great beef. point. And you will see his soundbite run over and over again. And human beings ask him, in particular, when they're about to play the Cowboys next week, we saw your clip on Jalen and Jacoby. I'm going to make sure I repost it next week. Talking about real beef. So we appreciate him being on. That's family. And he talked about being on more often. And we would love that to happen. Appreciate my brother taking the time. That was love. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. Like the Blastmaster KRS-One once told the TR-808-D nice. We are not done. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.